1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. All right. You ready to disagree? Sure. <laughs> On the ridge line. Man. <laughs> no. No, that'll never be a man truck. Yeah, but you got like freaking like the Jason Bourne of manliness coming out of it. <clears throat> who, you, who does everything. He's a, he's a man of all men. He does. He's got a freaking, you know, six shooter on the hip and cow. You know, he's a big boy farmer. He gets out and got a freaking Honda Ridge line. There's nobody out there that's like that. I challenge you to find that person. You're not wrong. I mean, <laughs> uh, I, I guarantee you there's not because <laughs> no, you, you can't, I don't want to speak in generalities here. Like a, well, like if a we want to talk about mods, like mods on a truck that I think are, are cool. That How, would make like certain features, like long bed, short bed, whatever. By I'm talking like what, what makes a man truck? It can be, we can talk about these America's diesel podcast brought to you by diesel power products. America's Diesel Superstore. No salesman, just enthusiasts. Dieselpowerproducts.com. Your number one source for all things diesel. So I had a, a podcast listener call in and I talked to him. Mm-hmm. And he was, first of all, he was surprised he even got to me, which was kind of cool. It's kind of like, fun, huh? Yeah. He's like, I thought you weren't on the phones. I was like, well, I'm not. today's your lucky day. Yeah. Um, he said, he loves it when we disagree, <laughs> like when we like fight, like not really like fight, but yeah. like we've honestly, we, we maybe five times. Yeah. Not maybe. a lot. Yeah. Maybe we'll today. I, I mean, know. I just, you know, I'm looking at you and I just really don't like your face. <laughs> you got to do something about your face. <laughs> That's what I got right now. Okay. <laughs> the thing is like, we are freaking like too similar. Like we we should technically, with the amount the percentage of similarities, we should hate each other, right? We should. You know, maybe do I hate you? Maybe we do hate each other, mm-hmm. and we just do you talk shit about me when you go home? <laughs> no. Neither do I. I like you. Yeah. Well, I got weird. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. This is uh, Ben and Tyler from America's Diesel Podcast coming at you from Spokane, Washington. Uh, make sure and check us out on Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere that you normally listen to podcasts. You can find us on there by searching America's Diesel Podcast. Uh, we are on the social medias. You can find us on there as well by searching America's Diesel Podcast. Uh, if you have questions, uh, YouTube is a great place to leave them because obviously you can leave them on a certain video and I can go through and answer them. Um, I answer them, I'd say, about every one or two days right now. 
Um, if you have an idea for a show topic, that's a great place to put them there as well. Yeah. Um, if you have questions that uh, maybe you don't want to put on YouTube, which I don't understand. Well, I mean, maybe you don't type on YouTube. I don't know. But I'm thinking like, I don't want this diesel question to be public. Yeah. I mean, you can always email us. Uh, Tyler's going to give you an email address in a minute here when you can send it there. Uh, however, if you do need to like make a purchase, like you need to get a part going and you need to talk to an expert ASAP, uh, emailing me or Tyler is not always the fastest thing to do because we do do a lot of other things here as well. Um, but we do have phone sales techs on the phone 12 hours a day, Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Pacific time. Shoot them a call and they will get you going straight. Phone number 888-993-4373 or because the internet is 24-7, dieselpowerproducts.com. It's amazing. Yeah. Now, reviews. Go. Oh, yeah. Keep those reviews coming in. Leave a five-star review on any of the platforms that Ben mentioned earlier. Screenshot that bad boy and send it to podcast at dieselpowerproducts.com. Uh, make sure to include a picture of your truck and an address so we can send a sticker to it. It looks just like logo on our super sick Grizzly Cups, which are for sale on our website. This week's podcast episode is brought to you by Fuel Bomb Diesel Additive, an additive designed for diesel enthusiasts, made by diesel enthusiasts. Ben, take it away. Hell yeah, dude. So this is our in-house fuel bomb fuel additive for your diesel truck. Uh, our biggest thing here is making sure that you can pretty much always have uh, diesel additive on you all the time. The You've got a lot of other additives out on the market that are, they have, you know, anti-gel in there all the time. They have c in there all the time. They end up being big and bulky bottles. Uh, our uh, standard everyday diesel fuel additive is one ounce per 32 gallons. And that's its main job is to make sure that your fuel system stays lubricated and prevents the formation of algae. And it should also help you in colder climates, too. should definitely help you in colder climates, it, along with cleaning your fuel system and maintaining it. It'll also help you bump that cetane number up for a more efficient burn of your diesel fuel. And if cetane is just what you're after, there's the Fuel Bomb Hellfire, which is our straight 8-plus cetane enhancer. Yeah, and you guys asked, and we brought them back. Uh, we did go away from the bottles that didn't have the measuring little parts in there. We brought them back for you, so now you can measure out your 1 ounce per 32 gallons for the F-bomb or 4 ounces per 32 gallons for the Hellfire. Both these additives are available on our website, dieselpowerproducts.com. Now let's get back to that episode. That's the sticker. He's looking he's, he's having a great day. <laughs> he's having a, he always has a great day. Yeah. Yeah. Every day is good when you got to wear shades. <laughs> Hell yeah. Can't even see out of them. I think. I don't know. Maybe it's ones with the little perforations in it where he can see. I, you yeah. know, honestly, I think he can't. I don't think he needs to. I think he needs to. Yeah. Senses. Yeah. You know, All other the senses. Bam. All the <laughs> senses. All right, let's get into this episode. Pew! Whoa. That was loud. That was loud. Okay. So, as you may have noticed, this is a shop talk episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you talking I, to me? Yeah, I'm talking to everybody. <laughs> talking to you and the listener, because we have one. His name's Jim Lawrence. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to talk about uh, some shop talk stuff today. We're finding that... Uh, as we get more topics and talk about a lot of things that ends up jiving well, as far as like what does well with the podcast thing is when you and I just kind of like shoot the shit. Yeah. And also when you and I disagree. Apparently. Apparently. Yeah. So maybe throughout this process, we'll find stuff to disagree on. Maybe. Please don't pick a fight with me. <laughs> but if you disagree, let's kill each other. We'll take it out back. Yeah. Take it out back. We'll olive oil up and just <laughs> wrestle like back in the old just days. Some Schaefer's grease some yeah. Schaefer's oil and just kind of. Just to see where that takes us. This awkward oiled <laughs> wrestling match brought to you by Shavers. <laughs> All right. So uh, what I did today is uh, 
I honestly just brainstormed some questions that are good talking points. Okay. If we've lost you, good, leave. Bye. We don't want you anyways. Because we're about to get in the real nitty-gritty of, like, Ben and Tyler right now. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're invested because of the show, because of, like, us as people, which, honestly, you shouldn't be. We're not that exciting. <laughs> this is going to be for you. Yeah. Okay. All right. I like sled pulls. Okay. Okay. Uh, however, I fully understand why um, wives in general do not. Yeah. Uh, for people like my wife, not very exciting. Yeah. Um, she literally at one point we went to a sled pull together and she's like, I'd, I could be cleaning our bathroom right now. Yeah. I was like, wow. Um, <laughs> Lynette. Like, yeah, like, yeah you, went, you went straight there. And I'm like, you must really not be a fan of right now. Yeah. <laughs> Me, on the other hand, I'm like, yeah! I'm like, like yeah. Stoke level 9,000. She's like, I could be cleaning poop. Yeah. Okay, oh, we need to find a, find a change of venue here. Sheesh. So, I don't think necessarily this question goes to what would make women want to watch a sled pull, because honestly, I don't think anything could. Yeah. Like, you could put Magic Mike on the back of the fucking... Doing a doing yeah. a dance and, and that's not going to change anything. That's not going to change nothing. Yeah, not even a little bit. Won't even be able to see him back. There. Yeah. No one's going to care. No one's going to care. So as far as like what would make it more exciting in general, like what class would you like to see in sled pulling? And I'm talking, it could be anything. Sled pull obstacle course. It was like, like potholes, like at, <laughs> and like at, a log. Out of the gate with heaters, yeah. like add, add a steering aspect to it. Yeah, a little bit. Like, like imagine even just one, like like the course has a slight bend to it. Yeah, like not even like a you have to steer, but like the course has a slight bend to the right and it slopes to the left. Yeah, it's a slight banked turn. Yeah, and then make, like add some like you know kind of like a railroad track kind of a thing you had to go over. Yeah, you know and some potholes for sure potholes. So basically, what it sounds like is to make sled pull more exciting. They have to rewrite the entire book about what sled pull suspension is. Yeah. Because newsflash, if you've never seen a sled pull truck, sled pull suspension is no suspension. Yeah. I, I think that would, and I know I kind of said that jokingly, but the more yeah. I think about it, I'm like, okay, that'd be kind of cool because there's a lot of things that you can do to your truck to, to make it better for towing. It's like, okay, test it. Let's go over some potholes while you're pulling that load. Let's go, you know, go over some... I don't know, freaking tree stump. I don't care. <laughs> freaking body. Lay a body, a bike out there. <laughs> yeah. A couple, of, a couple of dead bikers. Just, just a couple of like those. That <laughs> Put a Prius out there. I don't care. <laughs> just like a couple of the crash test tummies, like mm -hmm. with a bike. Like just lay those out there. They have to just mow over them. Like. Give them a couple of Biden signs. <laughs> yeah. That would get the sled pulls oh rocking. Oh my God, dude. dude we'd get the, you have a protester, <laughs> protester class. <laughs> Okay, I think you're on to something. How many how many protesters can you mow through? <laughs> Furthermore on that. Let's let's Here's how to here 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 is the event. What would they call it? Cuz they could call I, it a protester class. No. Go ahead. I before you lose it. So I'm imagining in my head like, okay, so like you go to LS Fest nowadays or something like that or Cleese and Cars, they've got multiple events and a lot of it obviously around like engine stuff and, and cars and drifting and stuff like that. So to accompany <coughs> how to make sled pulling more exciting by having random protesters there, let's do... Dude, I'm thinking just like a bunch of like mannequins, like with the holding signs. You're going to love this then. Okay. 
Let's do a strictly how to leave car events with with people watching with nothing but Mustangs. Okay. And watch the Mustangs just take out the crowd. <laughs> take out the crowd. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I didn't, I didn't find hashtag, out about the Mustang thing until like not too long ago, but... Hashtag crowd killer. <laughs> hashtag crowd killer. Okay, so we've got... <laughs> wow, this episode took a turn. Uh, so we've got uh, obstacle course of like potholes and like actual road conditions. Yeah. Okay. Because I, when I was towing the other weekend, like I, I was completely loaded up, and there's this part of the road going from uh, St. Mary's to like a, uh, well, like Calder, mm-hmm. um, but it has these like bumps in it, right? Yeah, oh, I know. Yeah, Whoa, you know, and and uh, like I got to the point where it was like it, it felt like it was continually bouncing, and you had to adjust it's like your throttle. Yeah, because yeah, it was like you got into like a rhythm. Mm-hmm. Like so, to be able to add like some sort of obstacle instead of just like dirt, I think would be kind of cool, right? So we've we've got that covered. Now we've got. So if we do, if we do, do the protesters, which is, I I can just imagine just like <coughs> three hundred like Macy's mannequins mm-hmm. just standing in front. We'd have to like fill them with something like water. Or like yeah. it'd have to be like <laughs> red dyed water. <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And just like, all right, you get, you get to the, you know, see how many protesters you can mow down. Like, in the like the whole point is like, you got to hit them, right? And so they're like, well, and here's the, ooh, you got like, to turn How accurate can you be? Yeah. You know, have a, a whole bunch of like people wearing blue in the crowd, yeah. but then have a, a random cell of like red. Yeah. Like, or you maybe, have to hit the reds. In the blues, you deduct points. And here's the and thing, maybe too. maybe some purples, too, because they're, like, they're undecided, but they're there, but they're not sure where to go. Like, you should hang out. Yeah. I think also, too, like, you should be, like, you're, it should be, like, kind of timed, right? And you have, like, you start outside your truck. You start, like a slalom. Slalom, yeah. yeah. You start outside your truck. Mm-hmm. You have to hook up to the sled, mow over whatever, okay, mm-hmm. and unhook and bail. Before the cops show up. Before the cops show up, who's driving a Mustang? Who's driving a Mustang? And has to try and get you uh, without hitting any. Corey, are you writing all this down? Crowd. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, seriously. All right, uh, sled pulling. This next generation sled pull. I hope you guys are listening because we just came up with the best automotive event ever. Yeah. <laughs> so I know we were gonna like talk about like. Like a TDI class, like a car class. Yeah. Like, that'd be kind of fun to see, too. I mean, they'd have to, like, probably drastically adjust the weight on the, on the sled. <laughs> like, have to have, like, a mini sled. Yeah. That'd be kind of funny. Not too many tote. Like, it'd be just, like, more of, like, a carnage thing at that point. Mm-hmm. But I like the obstacle course idea, like, for realsies. Like, that, that to me would be kind of cool. Like, where you have to have actual suspension. And, and you have to, like, go through potholes and maybe yeah. a little mud. You know what I'm saying? Like, and obviously the weight would be adjusted for that, too, because you can't have, like, a sled going full weight in the mud. <laughs> like, yeah. you're not going to move that very far. Yeah. But. I'm trying to think of other ways to, like, mix it up or different, like, types of vehicles. I mean, honestly, uh, in, in getting back to, like, maybe, like, the actual true roots of, like, the kind of the question, because it spiraled out of control really quick. It did. But <laughs> I would like to see just a 6.0 class. Mm. When I, I mean like 6.0 power sh- class. Yeah. And that's not because I like seeing things blown up. It's not because I like seeing 
or hearing six O's, which I do, but it's mostly because if you've been to sled pulls, a lot of the, the folks that are like, I don't want to say like maybe trying to get into it or the folks that are like into it, but don't know what truck to start with. You may be thinking to yourself, like, why the hell would you start with a six O? Yeah. But in all actuality, when you start thinking about it, good transmission, good axles, radius arm front end most of the time. Yeah. And yes, six O's do blow up. But here's the thing. You can make decent power with them. They like RPMs. Yep. And you can find lots of extra six O stuff. Yeah, for and, sure. I mean, so as you start, you know, if you decide to go with that platform, you now are probably someone who maybe has three or four extra six O's hanging around. Yeah. And you're just that kind of guy. It's like, well, when a six O comes up on Craigslist and or like it's completely rolled over and the, but the engine's good, you just buy it. And guess what? You've got extra axles and got that stuff now. Yeah. And you just kind of build your library of six O's to pull with. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I think a six O class would be rad. I think it'd be cool. Kind of like the um for off road like the Jeep Speed class. Yeah. Having a six O class just for sled pulling. Yeah. I'll be like, down with that. That could even be a nationwide thing. Yeah. You know, because the what are the rules? It's gotta be a six O. Yeah. Fun. yeah. Triple compound turbos aren't well. They would have okay, I take it back. You'd have and to it'd have be like an unlimited class, a mod you know, like a street mod or whatever they call it, you know, and I'd like to see it as like a because to me the guys that would be in that class and were having that type of class would benefit those like the guys I was talking about maybe they've already sled pulled a couple of times and they want to get into it but they don't quite have the money to go start building you know a P pump twenty four twenty four five or they don't have they can't start getting into custom blocks yet yeah but then again think about how much it costs to have a whole bunch of extra cum engines hanging around right as opposed to you can find people I don't want to say giving away six O's but just there's a lot of them out there. There's a lot, yeah. There's a ton. So I mean, that's just my two cents there. I mean, yeah, I'd like to see that kind of class. I get, I, I think I could get into that class and have fun. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next thing here. This is a good one. Okay. Hit me with it, Tyler. What makes a man truck? You know, I. That's a, that's kind of a tough one for me to answer because I there's some cases where I don't think really any mods makes a man truck i think it's how you use it is it the man that makes the truck i think the man makes the truck that's deep <laughs> it's a little deeper than i thought i was gonna go that's, but i mean for for profound. real though because like there's guys with stock trucks that really work these trucks and they and they they function they last mm-hmm. you know they do the maintenance for you know on them and, and all that and it, I'm not. I don't want to like use my truck as an example because, but it, I can. I guess I can kind of use it because I've got basically nothing done to it. But I use it for what it's intended to be used for, mm. for for moving weight, for getting a job done for me. And I think that ultimately makes a man truck. Now there's things that I think you do can do to a truck that is like not manly, <laughs> like mm. that just takes it all away. Um, but I don't think mods depend on it being a man truck or not i think it's how you use it all right you really disagree sure <laughs> honda ridge line man <laughs> no no that'll never be a man truck yeah but you got like freaking like the jason Bourne of manliness coming out of it <clears throat> who, who does everything he's a, he's a man of all men he does he's got a freaking you know six shooter on the hip and cow you know it's kind of Big boy farmer gets out and got a freaking Honda Ridgeline. There's nobody out there that's like that. I challenge you to find that person. 
You're not wrong. I mean, <laughs> I, I guarantee you there's not because <laughs> no, you, you can't. I don't want to speak in generalities here. Like, a, well, like if we want to talk about mods, like mods on a truck that I think are, are cool, that How, would make just like certain features, like long bed, short bed, whatever. Bottle. I'm talking like what, what makes a man truck? It can be. We can talk about stock versus stock, like showroom floor. What makes a man truck? Well, like I said, I think it just comes down to how 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 it's being used. If it's a just a, a pavement princess that never had a a hitch put in the back of it, and it's just like a daily driver, mm-hmm. that's not much of a man truck. That's a commuter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, whereas there's you know, pl- like I said, there's plenty of guys out there that won't do anything in their truck, and they use it for what it's f- intended to be used for. Yeah, and and it, and it works. Like I, I use like Mark's truck for example, that seven three that mm-hmm. he literally bought from someone else that used it to tow campers like up to alaska mm-hmm. and the only thing that truck has ever been used for is towing like that to me is like a man truck that's a 400 plus thousand mile truck mm-hmm. manual transmission which manual transmission does does help so there's that's, that's okay. you kind of squeeze that one okay, okay. Right. um but that that truck is a, is a rock solid 7.3 that's just mm-hmm. always worked and it works every time he, he he was towing with that thing with with like three bad injectors like it was just still just just chugging right along mm-hmm. um and i know there was another question that you had that this might kind of tie into but like if you've got like those deep dish wheels with those rubber band tires like that immediately kills it for me yeah um you know um God, I don't know. Roll pans? Because <laughs> you can't use a hitch. Corey. <laughs> no. I'm looking at you, Corey. I was thinking about Mark, but yeah. <laughs> he's got one. I used to have one on my on my second gen, and I regretted it because then I tried to put my hitch back on. And I was like, well, this looks like junk. Yeah. <laughs> like, this ain't going to work. The, the one for me is four-wheel drive. Yeah. I would say in like 99.9% of the scenarios out there, what makes a man truck is it being four-wheel drive. Yeah. Also, I uh, and this is going to kind of contradict one of the like one of our next questions because I know what my answer is. So I maybe I'm going to fight with myself. I don't know, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it. You know what? Do it alive. Okay. Solid axle. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, Duramax guys. <laughs> and and to me, generally, like a a man truck is also going to be a, a full size. So we're not. Yeah. It's like a twenty five or thirty five hundred F two fifty F three fifty. I'm not saying that there aren't men who drive half ton trucks. Okay. Yeah. But to me, when I immediately think of and I've I've owned all. Of them. I've had I I was you know I thought I was. I would consider my and uh, shoot myself with the foot here again, but like my Ford Ranger that I have, I would consider that a man truck because I used the crap out of it. Okay, I worked it hard, I had fun with it. It wasn't like super lifted or anything like that, but it was it was it was a smaller truck that was used as a truck and used hard. Yeah. Do I consider it to be like a quote unquote stereotypical man truck? No. It's kind of a boy truck. It's a boy. Yeah, it's it's a young man's it's truck. It's a young man. Yeah, there you go. Young man's it's truck. Entry level. Entry. It's, it's an entry level truck. Yeah, it's a it's a gateway drug truck. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, it's a gate. Yeah. So I'm gonna throw something out there, mm-hmm. which I kind of disagree with myself, 
on this because I I don't like this, but mm-hmm. the guys out there that, you know, will scratch up the side of their truck, maybe throw a dent in it or two and not really give a shit, you know, and it is what it is, mm-hmm. you know, like that, that sort of, that sort of mentality. And, and I, I don't, I don't like it because I like nice things mm-hmm. and I like to keep things nice. So I think you could still have a man truck that doesn't have a bunch of dents and scratches in it and that sort of thing. But for those, you know, they say like, you know, that, that dent right there, like, I ain't going to take that out. Yeah. It's a that's, story. That's a story. Yeah. That scratch right there. You remember when that happened? Yeah. It's a story. Like, I like that, but I'm not, I'm not going to be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be the first to call the paintless dent repair guy to get a dent out or try to get mm-hmm. a scratch out. Like, that's just, that's just me. But I think part of that also has to do with age of the truck though. Yeah, and and oh, I've seen an overall. I've seen I've seen Brian here with with, uh, with his three fifty with some uh, redneck pinstriping on the side of that thing. It's true. Like that that truck to me is a is a Mega Man truck. Yeah, like that truck is set up so freaking. He's got the work boxes in the back. Yeah, we're talking about, cover. Uh, we're talking about our uh, we have a twenty twenty F three fifty Long John Silver. We've done an episode on it. We have YouTube videos. Go watch it. Yeah, it, yeah. it that forties Carly mm-hmm. suspension. I think it's got a winch on it. Does it? Does it? I think it does. I think it, I think it has a hydro winch on it. Yeah. Yeah. But that like that's a like a Mega Man truck right there. Like that when I see that truck, I'm just like, okay. You know that what? Dude fe- gets down. You want to know one of the features on there that does definitely make it a Mega Man's truck? Huh. The long, v- vinyl long, floor. Long bed. Oh, long bed. Long yeah. bed. Does it have vinyl floor or does it have carpet? No, it's got carpet. Oh. It's got the, the factory Ford uh, liners. That's on right. Floor, that's yeah. right. The red F bomb truck had vinyl floor. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Duramax. <laughs> you guys are just screwed. Yeah. You guys suck. <laughs> According to TikTok, everything I see on TikTok is Duramaxes are stupid. So When you've got the same interior as a Yukon. <laughs> or freaking, uh, you know, Chevy Cruze yeah. LTZ. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whatever. <laughs> okay. So that does kind of come to our next question. Okay. So we're gonna we're just gonna kind of skip that one, or do you want us to want? No, hit? I still want to hit that one. Okay. So the next question I have for us is, what is the quickest way to make you hate a truck? Now let me let me paint a picture for you. We could be talking a truck that's already got lots of modifications that you like, but one that you just can't get past. Yeah. Or it could be. A truck that you've even enjoyed off the showroom floor, but everybody does this one thing too, and you're like, God! Like the, the example I'm going to use is uh, everybody on the the Hellcats um, mm-hmm. leaving the the yellow protective oh yeah uh, covers on the on the lower spoiler yeah and that says removed from dealer on there, but they yeah. like it because it's like an accent yeah shit like that exhaust tips. There's some in, hideous in, okay right. exhaust tips out there, Mark. Um, no truck needs a 10 inch tip. None. No truck needs an eight inch tip. I agree. Seven. If you have five inch exhaust and only if you have five inch exhaust and only if it's more than 12 inches long, the tip has to be longer. Yeah. Okay. Cause I, I, I cannot stand seeing a <clears throat> Mark, a super clean truck. With just a hideous exhaust tip, no funnel tips, no funnel, like, uh, no for, no square tips, no m- AR fifteen freaking tips, none of that. And what we mean by the length of the tip is like 
if I'm driving in an average height vehicle, yep. let's say, and this and this depends on how tall your truck is as well. But let's say your truck, and we're going to use Mark's truck. We're picking on Mark right now. Yeah. But Mark's on 37s, uh, basically with a leveling kit. Mm-hmm. So let's say that you are in a average height vehicle. We'll call it a Ford Escape or something like that. Yep. Like that's that's pretty average, right? Not super low, not super tall. I should not be able to. Huge shout out to Ispro for making badass gauges and sponsoring the podcast. Absolutely. We've been selling Ispro gauges, gosh, ever since I can remember. Um, Ispro for years has been giving consumers the ability to, to monitor their trucks accurately. Uh, whether you're looking for something with a little bit more racy of a look or something more factory match, Ispro's got you covered. One of the things I love about the kits that they sell is not only do they come in a bunch of different denominations, you can get, you know, zero to 40 or zero, whatever you're looking for with the color designation on there, but they come with the wiring too. Absolutely. Super easy to install. If you're looking for a set of analog type gauges today, check them out. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in. And Ispro, you're the best. Absolutely. I should not be able to see where that tip started. Yes. And and that and, and what I mean by that even more so is like that does come down to how you have your exhaust configured, mm-hmm. how you have every, all the pipes tweaked, but also the length of the tip as well. Yeah. And there is a there are diminishing returns to this. There are also the guys that basically have a stack underneath their truck. Oh god. Which I, I see where you're going with that, but at the same time, having your tip start above your axle and basically shoot all the way down that's also almost just as bad yeah i also don't like the dump out in front of the rear tire you know what i'm saying Off i can take your leave that there's been some it that i've seen that's just yeah. like god that is just it is the, it is the cheap way to do it yeah like because like the first time when i when i straight piped my 7.3 the very first one i had i had a muffler on it and if you don't know this I'm going to contribute to everybody's delinquency here. But let's say you have like an OBS 7.3 and you have a kit with a muffler on it. Mm-hmm. Chances are, if you are able to get that muffler, and I will say mine was a crew cab long bed, so I don't know. If you have it, at least an extended cab long bed, it'll still work. But if you have a you know, single cab short, it's not going to work. But the geometry lined up perfectly to where I took the muffler off of the exhaust but, and the last tailpipe came out right in front of the rear tire. Yeah. I was like, sick that's awesome and i ran that and it was loud as shit <laughs> it was so bad yeah i thought i could get away by putting like a turn down on there it didn't, it didn't matter yeah yeah um so that's a big one for me the tips everything you just mentioned i agree with 100 mm-hmm. percent. another um oh my god i just had it in my head and i just freaking lost it um now i got a spacer leveling kits and blocks in the back like giant blocks Especially with like a really nice truck, oh, like I can't man. stand seeing that. Like it just, it just scream. Now I know there's people out there that like maybe bought a truck that has this, and I'm not trying to bash on your truck or anything like that. But if you're gonna spend the money on the truck and other mods and neglect the suspension, I used to. I I'll, I'll say I used to be that guy that like kind of neglected the suspension side of things, and I think it was a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. I remember after my Eco Diesel. The first, basically, the first thing I did was suspension on. I was like, "This is awesome! Like, this is this is this is." I'm going to start with suspension every time. Mm-hmm. Um, but seeing, you know, nice wheels and tires, a nice clean truck with 
a cheap ass lift just bugs me. Yeah. Just bugs me because it's like, okay, if they if they did that cheap of lift, like how cheap was the install? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like how, how yeah. chintzy are these parts? Like you're cool, you have a truck that looks really cool, but it probably rides like a freaking this table. Yeah. Like <laughs> the the one that gets me is um, and I'm gonna preface this with like personal thing here and maybe a little bit of life advice to you as well if any any young bucks listening um don't go broke trying to make your truck look sick because you think everybody else like think like just you do you boo boo you know like (laughs) if if that truck doing it that way gets you going and you feel like it's a big part of your life it's fine but you like you shouldn't be going into debt like don't take out loans just to modify your truck like that yeah and go ahead and put that out there yeah that being said like it, the the one that would really grind my gears, like the co- the conversation or the the picture you're painting there, is the when I see the wheels that are like like 26 inch by 14 or 16 wide forces, like mm-hmm. branded forces, and and you know they were expensive. Oh yeah. So like it, you know, I'm not saying like forces are the most expensive wheels out there, but like forces ain't cheap. Right. You can find 26 inch rims that are like not as much as forces. Or they say like you know, I think what was it like American Forged or Forces Forged or something like that. Like when yeah, you, yeah. Like the if if I see something that's like a higher end brand of a wheel, and the block in the back, because to me what I see right there is you bought the Gucci bag with a credit card that's like about to go into fault. <laughs> yeah, is what yeah. I saw right there. Yeah, because if you're trying, if you're that guy that's like that wants that big wheel, but also cares about stuff. And your budget was either go super big bad forces and cheap lift. There are less expensive big 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 wheels out there. Yeah, where you can go with a better lift. And go with a better lift. Yeah, right. Like so, it's like obviously I know where your priorities were because you wanted the forces. You want you want you want the cool the cool wheel. Yeah, and I get that. I get there's a cool factor. We've talked. Shout about, out to DDC yeah. for Dooley guys. Um, <laughs> but like we we've talked about the cool factor. Yeah, you know and. Uh, when, when we're talking about like my first excursion, like going getting king shocks, or mm-hmm. when you when you finally step up from like eBay lights, like ridges or bajas or something like that, it's like yes, they are that much better, but there's also a there's a freaking cool factor. Yeah. Um. So I think when I see like a built truck, and I see that stuff, and the only thing that makes it even worse is when they like powder coat the blocks. <laughs> yeah. It's like. You like, you just literally glorified like the worst part of the suspension. <laughs> like I am, I'm gonna break your face. Yeah. Like yeah. I take purse. I'm offended. Yeah. I am offended at what you've just done. Yeah. That's like patching a hole in the wall, but painting the patch like a different color, and going, "Wow, sick ass color right there." Yeah. I fixed the hole, but it's like that's ugly, dude. It's right in your living room. <laughs> I'm gonna rattle off three. Go. Okay, because all these bug me too. Yeah. <clears throat> Roof mount lights. Okay. Okay. Grills, cheap grills. Cheap Na- aftermarket, okay. Aftermarket grills. Bumpers that show the corners and all your wiring and your frame and all that, like more like the Baja inspired bumpers, but they don't have like the covers on. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. Okay. Where I, I can, you when you're looking at the front of the truck and I can see your body mount and or I can see wiring or I can see. Mm-hmm. Like that to me is like immediate, like, come on, you like can there, do better. There are ways to make 
a a high clearance, you know, good approach or departure angle bumper. Shout out to mercenary. Yeah, like even like a, a Baja ish or Baja. Well, Baja even will sell. Like yeah, if you just buy like their base bumper, it's all open, right? But they do mm-hmm. sell the panels to fill that in. Right. And that looks a thousand times better. Yeah. A thousand times better. I hate seeing frames and you know, yeah. like and weather checked body balance. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And like wiring and all that stuff. Like that's not cool. Um. Grills. There are nice grills out there, mm-hmm. okay, that I could get behind, but a lot of them, what I also hate seeing is your dirty freaking AC condenser and your dirty radiator and your dirty intercooler all behind the grill mm-hmm. as you're driving in towards me. It's just like, wow, I, you, okay, cool. Yeah, you got an aftermarket grill. I can see all the dirty crap behind the grill. Yeah. Like, that's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Just, the grill looks straight as long as not you're not looking at this straight on the straight angle that everybody <laughs> yeah. looks at your truck at. Yeah, and I and I think at this point, I think a lot of people are on board with the roof mount lights. Or like that was like the shortest like light fad, like ever. That was a ever big been. light fad. I remember. There was a huge one, but it was yeah. so short. <laughs> it was like on the uh, a little bit of a tangent here, but like on the business side of things, um, I'm not saying that like this probably happens to other people as well. But, and this maybe even goes to, you know, talking more so like industry side of like outsourcing and stuff like that. But as trends catch on, knockoffs catch on as well. Yeah. Oh. And this, this, the light bar trend was so hot. Uh, SoCal super trucks, they make other stuff besides light bar brackets, but yeah. they got real big, real fast because they made really nice. Yeah. Like light bar brackets like that were truck specific. Yes. Like even for different year ranges for different caps and stuff like that for different light bars, if they were angled, if they were straight, you know, XYZ. And they were like anywhere between like two to three hundred bucks for a pair. Yeah, but then they got pirated online mm-hmm. to like Chinese companies that would build light bars and the brackets for like two hundred bucks. Right. And that's what people kept buying and, and and that's what everybody used are these cheap lights with these cheap brackets. I mean, I've seen some of them where it's like, it doesn't even flow with the body of the truck. No. Like, it's it just looks like a... And thin. It looks like you bought something that wasn't for your truck, but you just kind of made it work. Yeah. And that... that it, I don't know how... Like, I, again, I, we see it... I see it all the time. I mean, probably I see at least one truck every time I go out anywhere mm-hmm. that has one. And it's just like, man, did you ever, like, sit back, like, 30 feet from your truck and look at it? And just go, huh, that goes like that, and then uh, that's like kind of off the. It's like, what? Do you, come on now. But it, it's bright. <laughs> it's it's so stupid, so stupid. I I'm so glad I never got into that because it's like in some cases that's something that like you can't. Well, you can go back from, but you're freaking drilling holes in the You've roof got of your holes truck. in your gutters. Yeah, where you're supposed to like not have holes because that's the channel for the rain. <laughs> right. It's right. terrifying. It is. It is. Yeah. Uh, but to continue on with that thing, like the, as soon as the the eBay specials were out there, selling those brackets was like light switch off. We were literally selling well, yeah, them why, by the pallet. Why would they? Why would they buy a bracket for you know two hundred bucks when they can buy it for thirty bucks on eBay? Yeah, and like I, I get it. Like I, I I fully understand why. Yeah. Um. Like, truth be told. It's 2021. Yeah. Some of those boxes of light bar brackets, we literally still have on the shelf and they're marked down 50%. Yeah. And we still can't sell them. Yeah. Nothing against the quality. 
No, just, the quality is fantastic. It's probably the best quality that's out there. It's just, again, when you're competing with, you know, Joe Blow or whoever Chinese manufacturer that's mm-hmm. selling a package with a light and a bracket for the same amount as the brackets that we sell, like, yeah. people are going to look at that and go, well, these guys are overinflated. It's like, no, no, we, we're actually selling quality parts. Yeah. Whereas you're buying some cheap Chinese, you know, something that's going to bubble and rust away and look like crap. So yeah. and super thin, yeah. yeah. But that'll ruin a truck for me pretty quick. Oh I would God. say so. Yeah, they're like the- it's different. If like the only way I would put a light on the roof of my truck would be if it's on my UTV rack. That I would be okay with, and I think that would actually look kind of decent mm-hmm. because it's on the rack, not on my truck. You know, it, it, I don't know. That's the only way I would do it. Like I wouldn't. But even at that, I'm like thinking, like, why would I even do that? I don't even need to. If anything, I would have a light shining back, mm-hmm. like backwards, for tying up. What did you have on there, Corey? Yeah, body body lifts. That's right, body lifts. Body lifts, dude. I've done a body lift before. I had to do a body lift. I was a 1993 Ford Explorer, and I was trying to fit 33s on it. Mm-hmm. And I did. Uh, what did I do? Yeah, no, I was just trying to do the 30, 30, no, 31s. Sorry. And I had to put a, I right. put like a two inch body lift on it. Super easy to do, yeah. but would I do it again? No. <laughs> I can. It's like a hard plastic spacer. Yeah. <laughs> so like I, I, I get why people would think a body lift is advantageous. Because like, okay, let's let's break it down here. And, and keep in mind, I'm not an advocate of body lifts. Okay. Yeah. I I drove a truck for a long time that actually had a body lift on it. Your Ranger? No. Uh. It was a, it was a, uh, we had a 99 F-150. Okay. Um, but when when you think about it, as far as like a selling point for someone that, you know, instead of doing a leveling kit where you're changing, you know, oh, you're... It's like when when someone's trying to scare someone from the internal combustion engine. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's an internal exploding engine. There's yeah. explosions happening every time. Yeah. You change the suspension on your truck. You're changing the geometry from the factory. Yeah. That's to put a body lift on it. That's not safe. Here's a little hint. Um, Any car guy can tell if you have a body lift. (laughs) Yeah. Because we can see your entire frame rail. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The side of your truck. (laughs) So that being said, and and like Sands, like Sands is a body lift on his Xterra. Does he really? He has a one inch body lift. (laughs) He literally has. He bought it that way though. No, he put it on. Oh my god, Sands! It was because he he wanted to run the the NATO tires that he's looking for. Yeah, and to get that size with that tire, he was literally just scrubbing ever so slightly. So he, I would, his, dude, I would, I would honestly cut sheet metal off the fenders before putting a body lift on. Right. Like I would take a sawzall out and be like, "Here we go." Because <laughs> here's the thing. I, I what I here's the thing. If I if there's two trucks. Side by side, one had a body lift and one had cut fenders. I would look at the guy with the cut fenders. And I'm like, he parties, he wheels, he does, he does shit with that truck. Mm-hmm. This guy, he's cheap, and he, <laughs> he doesn't do anything with his truck. He's going for the look only, and he just raised the center of gravity of that truck where he's gonna freaking flip over over a freaking if he takes his driveway the wrong angle. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, and body lifts. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I would say like probably yeah number one thing that could steer me away from a vehicle or like make me hate the fastest. Yeah. Like I'm thinking to myself like, do I hate the guy that has powder coated blocks more than I hate the body lift guy? 
that's a tough question. That's a tough because at least the guy that's powder coating the blocks took the time to powder coat the blocks. You know what I mean? Right. And paid money. But then I have to I have to think at the same time, like, dude, your priorities are, are shit. You probably spent all that powder coating you just did. You probably spent the difference between a decent kit <laughs> or at least one that has like an pack or like, you know, or a freaking yeah. coil. Whereas <laughs> these people and these two dudes are in two entirely different frames of mind when it comes to vehicle. Because yeah. I would assume the guy getting the body lift is like, I literally just want to fit a 33-inch tire on my F-150, and I don't want to touch anything else. Okay, body lift. There you go. Okay, now you're done. Yeah. Whereas the guy with the powder-coated block is like, I want a big lift. I want big wheels and tires, but I want to look nice, too. They're like, this is the difference between the guy wanting to spend $300 to I'd fit almost, tires. I'd, I'd almost put those guys in the same category, though, because it's like, you you lifted it like the 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 like the... Even though body lifts are way cheaper, but mm -hmm. like they're both going the super cheap route. Right. So it's like one guy maybe has a little bit more money, but he's still cheap, you know, versus the guys like, I don't have any, I don't have any money uh, or maybe he does have money and he's like, I'm just, I don't, I don't see any benefit in doing suspension. So I'm just going to do this body lift and call it a day. I got it. You ready? Okay. Here's, the, on me. here's the breaking point. Emphasis breaking. Which one in your opinion has a higher possibility of effing you over on the freeway well i, I think a, a a body lift is for just like a highway or street driving is relatively safe i mean for the most part i mean you're not changing much of anything like most like small body lifts mm -hmm. like you don't have to do anything like you just throw the thing in there and call it a day you could put a giant block in a truck hit a pothole the wrong way Exactly. Axle delete kit. Axle delete kit. Yeah, or or continually jack up U joints because your freaking axle wrap is like insane, mm -hmm. where it's like freaking leaping like a bunny every time you freaking take off. So I, I'd almost say that the block lift people are are worse. I'm with you. I, which is weird for me to say because I because body lifts I think are just like are just. I mean, this is literally like, what's the less of two evils right now? Yeah. Okay. But I agree. Because I have, here's the thing. I have seen people that do body lifts on trucks that have kick-ass suspension, mm -hmm. but they're just like, I'm trying to fit 42s and I want to keep the factory body lines or whatever, but I got this kick-ass suspension. I just need a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But if you're using that as your primary lift on the truck. Okay. So you know, no, I, I think we, we crossed the bridge there. So when when the the body lift becomes okay when it's a last resort, and also, I would almost say, I don't actually. I'd actually only three inches. I'd actually only probably throw this um, free pass to mm -hmm. people with like classics. Okay. Wow, that fly landed yeah, right, right on, on your eye. He's getting he's getting ballsy. Yeah, he's getting freaking. Fun. Yeah! Did you get him? No. I think I did. I don't know. Well, there's so many in here. Anyways, um, like guys with classic vehicles, okay, okay, that have maybe a decent suspension under it. They got mm -hmm. bigger tires, and like, hey, I don't want to cut fenders on this classic truck. Mm -hmm. And they need to get an extra inch or two. Another inch or two body lift. And we're cool. not talking like I need an extra five or six inches. We're talking I need to get like an inch or two. Exactly. Exactly. Like one or two inches is like the max. Like, yeah. 
If you're doing a three inch body lift, go home. Yeah. Get out of here. Okay. So boundaries, <laughs> one to two inches. Yep. And scenario is you have a truck that has body lines or body features worth saving. Yes. This is not you, 99 F-150 guy. Yeah, no. This is not you, 2017 <laughs> yeah. Chevy 1500 guy. Yeah. Cut the shit out of those fenders and yeah. go to the body lift. Yeah. <laughs> so, cool. Yeah, All right. That was good. Yeah. I like that one. All right. All right. Okay. Next, next topic here. Get this out. I'm gonna have a freaking phone going here. Get the old technology. Okay. Oh. Um... I had a breakthrough today. Did you? I did. It was about offsets. Oh. Okay. I thought you were going to talk about how you really like Cummins because you've been working on one all day. I can see why people like them. <laughs> Still ain't grown on me, though. You're, I just You'll convert. <laughs> we're we're going to pause this question because okay. I, okay. I, I got something to say about third gens. Okay. <laughs> So, I don't know when exactly this episode is coming out, but um, so we, we have a, a 2007 uh, Ram project that we have going on here that uh, me and Jesse, um, you guys haven't met Jesse yet, but he's going to be on the podcast pretty soon here. He works in our shop. Uh, him and Dave are making all kinds of cool stuff all the time. Uh, we have an 07 Ram 2500 uh, crew cab short bed that we're doing some badass suspension on. It's got a, it's going to be getting a Carly Dominator kit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to, at the end, it's going to be about a 700 horsepower build. Um, and when I say 700 horsepower, this is like a non-stressed 700 horsepower. Right. Like this is a... An abusable 700 horsepower. Yeah, which basically means like if, if we were to turn this thing all the way up, this is a, a 9950 truck. But this is a date where the goal was to make it a very happy, non-strung out clean punchy seven mm-hmm. which i'm very excited for i think that's really rad um but before we did that because our, our classic mo as far as like when we build trucks is and if you follow us you'll probably get what i'm saying and you may laugh that because like I'm, I'm i do marketing stuff but it's like it's, it's an uphill battle sometimes but we build these cool trucks we don't show anything about it we show the end product that gets about a 10 minute video and then you never see it again yeah, that is how we roll with marketing. It's terrible. <laughs> it is totally like the worst idea if you're trying to make money with marketing a truck. Yeah. We are absolutely ruined. Like, if there was a way to shoot yourself in the foot like nine thousand times, we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we're trying to change that, and we were able to uh, basically the suspension ended up showing up. So, but all of our power parts are not here. So, because we're doing a transmission and combo and, and compounds mm-hmm. and everything like that. So, we decided to, well, we can put the suspension on, but who likes driving a stock powered truck? Well, how about we do some videos about doing the basics yeah. on an 0759 Ram? So, we did. Uh, me and Jesse just got finished filming and installing parts. We basically did intake, tuner, exhaust, and had some fun with it. Shut down the lift pump, too. We may end up doing that. Um, but yeah, we, we basically just wanted to go through like taking a essentially stock truck, doing the basics to it, and then we're going to end up doing the, all the suspension stuff too because we don't know when the engine's going to actually end up getting done. Right. Um, but uh, that means I've also, in the last couple of days here, in the last week or so, I've had actually a decent amount of seat time and a, a third-gen 5.9. Yeah. Um, 
And it's a it's a nice five nine clean truck. Very it's a clean, clean truck. It's one hundred twenty six thousand miles. It is loaded. It's got like the power back window, seat heaters. It already had the stereo done, like leather seats. It is like the nicest Dodge Ram. Solarme. You're gonna find. Yeah, it is. I will say that the the one thing that shocked me was the the back window open and close. I didn't know they even had that feature. Yeah. That, that was, I saw the button. I was like, shut up. I pressed. I was like, huh? I didn't open and close. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Because whenever I think Dodge Ram, I always think like. This thing's got power windows, <laughs> seat warmers, first year. Yeah, like, it, it, I don't know why. I just always think I always think like, yeah. like farm truck, basically. Right. Um, but driving that thing around, I just can't get comfortable in it, man. Really? I don't know what it is? I the, the steering wheel is an odd shape for me. The, it's a it's a circle. Yeah. Know, <laughs> circle, like <laughs> like, like how how it how it's kind of in like how it kind of comes out. I just. It just doesn't feel right to me. I don't know why. Um, and there is a severe lack of cup holders in that vehicle. Not only just that. Does it have, that has the uh, like the split bench with the full down. Does yeah. it? Okay. Yeah, the full full okay, down. Okay, so thing. if you were you were never in my mega cab, but I had the bench seats with the full center console. Mm-hmm. Don't have that problem. Okay, but like I, I can't even find somewhere. So I've been driving this thing around. I can't even find somewhere to like put anything without it falling off like i i can't put my phone somewhere and, and this is maybe a pet peeve of mine and maybe this is a thing for dodge guys yeah. but like i i fully understand that there are a couple integrated into the dash right if you like press the, it like the fold down pull, yeah pull, pull, fold down pull yeah. Out, yeah in my personal opinion and this can go back to our other quality about like what thing about a truck can instantly make me hate it in my personal opinion the extra cup holders that fold out should not have to be out under normal, no more operating circumstances. Okay? okay, like that should be like if you have extra drinks or you're on a road trip or something like that. Yeah, you know, it, you shouldn't have to always have the cup holders out or have the accessory, the extra item holder out. The truck should have that always. Yeah. So I've had this thing closed the whole time. I can't tell you how many damn times my water bottles rolled off the seat underneath the pedals. I've had to shove it in between me and the, and the seat belt or something like that. Or my phone is just rolled off. And, and I don't get it, man. You don't have yeah. that problem in Ford? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say it right okay. now. Yeah. No, I mean, like my truck now, I've got, I do have cup holders. Like three cup holders because I got the flip up, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yours, um, ha- your, yours has that. Right, but I still, you know what I find myself doing? Because mm. I've got my keys, I, it's uh, push button start, right? Mm. So you got the big fob. I have the hardest time figuring out where I put my keys because I always take them out and then I like, I put it in one of the cup holders and then I put my phone in the middle cup holder and then I have just one cup holder. Wait, so you, you press the button to unlock? I have to press it to unlock as a so tradesman. So why don't you just put unlock. the keys back in your pocket? Because I'm already sitting down, and I kind of my pants so, are my pants are kind of tight. <laughs> let's argue, bro. So hold on, let me let me get this straight. So you walk to your truck, yeah, beep beep, yeah, and then you just hold them in your hand. You don't think yeah. like beep beep pocket. Well, it's kind of a big set of keys, dude. I've got like keys for house, uh, my wife's car. Uh, I think I got some trailer, like keys for a trailer on there. I think 
I've got quite a few keys. You I should probably key go through your, my your keys. Your wife's keys on your car, her car yeah. on your keys. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, I'm not going to lose my keys, so I'm not going to lose that key. I don't. Honestly, I should probably do a key audit on my key ring <laughs> because key dump. Let's go. What do I you don't. It's, this is my office. Let's say I don't keep them in my pocket. I have, and I, I'm, I'm. Oh, I've got hitch. I've got hitch keys for my hitch on there. So I got. I think I got for. No, there's one hitch for my one that's not for the trailer. House keys. I've got a different key for the front door, and I got a different key for the back door. I've got my fob. I've got my wife's car's key, car key on there. What else do I have? I think it. I have to do a key audit, but it's still big. Okay, who cares how many other keys I have? I still have a fob that's the size of a it's freaking giant. small brick. It is, yeah. It's okay, huge. it's like <laughs> so, a pager. Yeah, it's huge. Like, I mean, come on now, guys. Mm-hmm. So, like, for me to like when I hop in, I unlock, I open it, and I usually just throw them in the cup holder. But there's another little tray that's down low that I've been trying to use. Mm-hmm. But they, here's the thing: this is my one complaint with the fifth gen Rams, especially in. The tradesman body style, so it's kind of basic. Just below the push button start, there's a small like pocket. Mm-hmm. It doesn't fit anything. I hate that. Like, what do I put in there? Like, I put my keys in there, but then the keys just kind of like hang out. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I don't want that like bashing on my. On Boing, my ting, 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 yeah, ting, I don't like that. Yeah, I can't have that. Oh, I do have a turbo keychain on there, which is large as well. Get that off there. No, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I have a carabiner. You want to hook onto things? What? Here's where I, here's I need where to do I, a key on it. Okay. Here's where I think you and I miss here. <laughs> what kind of wallet do you have? Oh, my wallet. Did you ready for this? You got dad wallet. Dude, I've had this wallet for probably ten years. It's about to fall apart. Carhartt. So I, I am. Believe, okay, so the. I, I'm a thick wallet guy. You are a thick wallet guy, but and I'm that, a small wallet guy. And that is slimmed down. This is too big. See the size difference? Mm-hmm. That wall, this wallet's too big. I'd throw that away. It's too big. Garbage. <laughs> this small wallet, dude, has everything I need. Money clip, dude. But look at the look at the state of this this. Yeah, leather. You've, you've got some some money. I don't want to throw it away. I, I I I can't. I need to get another one of F- the same. I will say this. So, hold on. We, we got to finish this debate first here. Okay. This, this is where you we finally found the difference between you and I. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot stand excessive keys. I, I see that. So what do you got? Talk to me about what you got on there. You got a you've got a fob. Key fob for excursion. Okay. Key for excursion. House uh, key. House key. Key for diesel power products. Okay, I got one of those too. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> key for the toolbox on my blue truck. Wow, it looks like a GM key. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Key, <laughs> key for the toolbox on my GM truck. Uh, yes. I'm sorry. Uh, key for the toolbox on the blue truck. Key for the blue truck. Okay. That's it. That's all I got. See, I, I, I need. I, I feel like I need the, uh, the thickness. I need like I need the, the, the keychain of the turbo. To know that it's in my pocket. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I, 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 I want to do. I want to mm-hmm. know that it's there. I always want to know where my keys are at. I will say I am a person though that I. Well, I am a person. <laughs> yeah. But like. <laughs> I am the kind of guy that has, um, like, in the blue truck, I also have a spare excursion key, I have a spare house key, and, yeah. I, like, I have that tucked away in there somewhere. Gotcha. In my toolbox at home, I have, 
you know, an extra key for my wife's vehicle. Um, and, and part of the reason I don't actually, my wife loses her keys a lot. <laughs> We're down to one. <laughs> We're down to one. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but usually I try and luckily pro tip here, guys, pro tip. If you're getting married or whatever, you get a girlfriend. So well, pro tip. If I'm not saying all women lose their keys, I am going to say every single female I've ever been in a relationship since day one has always lost keys, locked them in the car, forgot them. There's, they're always losing keys. Yeah. Okay. Women, I'm sorry. Okay. I, I, I suck at getting all my pee in the toilet. You guys lose keys. Whatever. Yeah. It's a wash. If so facto. <laughs> okay. You know, okay? <laughs> Whenever you're car shopping, if you have a say in the purchase with your lady, or if you can make a recommendation without getting in a fight, because again, you do not control her. She's an independent woman. She don't need your shit. Okay. And I know a lot of the new cars don't have this, but the keypad on the outside of the door. Yeah. Just get one. If you can find a car that has one for yeah. me, because guess who gets the call? Me. Dude, every person that I've seen that has that, I'm like, oh, what? You, do you have a code? Nah, never, never, never used it. Never. <laughs> it's like, well, what's it for? No, I, so <laughs> like, I've never seen anybody actually like walk up and go like, four, five, three, two, four. No, my wife has one. <laughs> I know the code. She knows the code. That's saved us a million times. I bet. Well, um, that's kind of nice because then you could lock your stuff in the car. We got the code. Exactly. 100%. So, yeah, no matter what, they're going to lose their keys. Just get a freaking vehicle that has a number pad on them. I suppose. I mean, that's what I do. I, I'll be honest. I know you just talked about no one knows the code to their own. <laughs> My or like a, a Heidi key. I mean, those magnetic mm -hmm. Heidi keys. But make sure you, like, you just don't put them in like the normal. Here's, here's what you do. If you're like a single woman, you get a Heidi key. Or if you're... Or even if you're not single, okay? Give it to your husband who knows vehicles and have him find a spot to put that some bitch. Mm -hmm. And make sure you know where it's at and have him show you where it's at. But I guarantee he'll find a clever spot to put the hide a key that nobody will find it. Yeah. I mean. And he should also make sure that's not going to fall off. Absolutely. Which means if They've got pretty strong magnets. They've got pretty so. strong, but if you need to... As long as you know, and the thing is, though, as long as you know where the key is, yeah. if you find yourself in that situation. But trying to explain, okay, go under, frame rail. Okay, see the cross member? Yeah. Above, you know, or whatever. You I know. always like to do it like this. Like, I, I like to give my wife instructions for her to say verbatim to say to another man. There you go. If I'm not in the situation. And so, like, my piece of Find advice yourself here, a stranger. Yeah. <laughs> find yourself a manly looking stranger, especially if it's dark. Okay, if it's dark outside, just find to any. Find your it. keys to your vehicle and hopefully yeah. not take you hostage. Yeah, <laughs> but like that—that's why I would, you know, I didn't do this, but because we have keypads on there. But what I would do is make sure you put a stripe of like orange bright paint on the, yeah. the magnet, the magnet part itself, so that if you once you get into the car, the the lady knows. My boyfriend or husband, dad, has a hide a key underneath. He said if anyone ever needs to find it, they need to go under the car here, look up, and it's got orange tape on it. And if they yeah. ask you, like, oh, is it near the transfer case? Is it near that? I don't know. My dad only told me to poke your head up underneath the two doors, look up, and look for orange tape. Yeah. And that should tell you enough. If or you get the one that looks like a rock, but then you get, like, a bag of rocks. 
And so you put the key in the bag of rocks and you put that on your roof. Yeah. Because then someone's going to grab it and they're just going to be like, wow, it's just a bag of rocks. They got rocks again. <laughs> it's been bamboozled again. Yeah. <laughs> called the shit poo. <laughs> Anyhow, well, that, that is your life tip for the day. Uh, I know we kind of wanted to see where this one goes. We're going to keep this one going, but uh, this particular yeah. episode... For you, it's going to be split in two, but for yeah. us, we're going to keep going, and you're going to see this episode the following week. Yeah, we're going to... See how that... That's magic. Magic. Let's get some barbecue juice. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week, but for us, it's going to be about... Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at dieselpowerproducts.com.